Inspiration. Turn up the motivation. You're on the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Zig Ziggler wants you to be your best. Welcome to Zig Ziglar's Inspire Podcast. This is your host, Blake Lindsay. I am so excited to tell you about Zig's newest book, Born to Win. It takes his 40 plus years of wisdom and condenses it into one easy to read book. It has his signature style of humor and stories to show you how to apply to your own life. His life-changing principles. This is Zig's last book, and it's his best. I hope you will order yours today by going to www.ziggler. That's Z-I-G-L-A-R.com. Today's Zig will challenge us on the picture that we have of ourselves and how it either propels us forward or it holds us back. Let's listen to Zig. Now, where you start is where you go. What I want to say is you were born to win regardless of where you were born. But in order to be the winner, you got to plan to win, you got to prepare to win, and then in all event, can you legitimately expect to win? But I believe what I heard an Olympic athlete say when he said the will to win is nothing without the willing to prepare to win. And I'm going to tell you that winning is simple, but I'll never tell you that it is easy. And yes, I'm going to tell you, we can make a huge difference, not only in our own lives, but in the lives of others. I love the story of the grandfather walking the beach with his grandson. And every step or two, the grandfather would reach down and pick up a sand dollar and throw it out to sea. And as an aside, incidentally, had we known grandchildren were going to be so much fun, we certainly would have been nicer to their parents. Well, anyhow, uh, he'd take another step. He'd pick up another sand dollar. He'd throw it out to sea and another one and another one. And finally, the grandson said, Granddaddy, what are you doing? And the grandfather said, Well, son, these sand dollars are living organisms. They've been washed ashore by the tides. And if we leave them here in the hot sun, uh, they will die. And the grandson said, but granddaddy, there are thousands of them. What possible difference can it make? And the grandfather reached down and picked up another sand doll and threw it out to sea. And he said, for this one, it makes all the difference in the world. Your attitude, your feeling about the next person you deal with can make all the difference in the world to that individual. So you have in your hands now a game plan that will make you and your family life better and enable you to make the lives of other people better. We've identified the eight things everybody wants. They want to be happy and healthy and at least reasonably prosperous. Want to be secure and have friends and peace of mind and good family relationships and the hope that the future is going to be better. And we need to be loved and we need to love. How can you get people to love you? Well, be the right kind of person. Put the other person in the game plan. Remembering you can't have everything in life you want if you'll just help enough other people get what they want. Let me give you a little method I use that makes the major point there, but it also does something about your own attitude. Those of you who know me know that whether I see you at 8 o'clock in the morning or 8 o'clock at night, whether I'm in Auckland, New Zealand or Augusta, Maine, I always greet you the same way. Good morning. 9 o'clock at night, they'll respond, good morning. And they, they, they won't quite get it out. They'll say, it's not morning. Then I'll say, well, why'd you say morning? They said, because you said morning. <laughs> I said, yeah, it makes a real good point, doesn't it? What you send out is exactly what you get back. You go out in life looking for friends, they're going to be hard to find. You go out in life to be a friend, you're going to find them 
everywhere. There are things we can do. We need to keep learning and keep doing things. John Maxwell says that we affect 10,000 people directly or indirectly in our life. Everybody affects at least that many directly and indirectly. You know, somebody once said, well, you know, no raindrop ever blames itself for the flood. No snowflake ever blames itself for the blizzard. And yet each played a part. I have in my corporate office on the wall, 26 men and women. I call it my wall of gratitude. These men and women had a huge impact on my life. And I want you to think it through. I want you to have your own wall of gratitude. It will impact your life positively. Play it back in your own mind. Who has helped you? Who was there when you needed some help? Which man, which woman, which teacher, which parent, which neighbor, which employee, which employer, which member of the church, which person had that big in? Put their picture up as a reminder that you have had help along the way. Now, along the way also, there's always a possibility that your life really is not what you want to be and where you want it to be. But maybe it's not your fault. Let me give you a hypothetical example. You've been saving your money. Finally had enough to build a home of your dreams. I mean, it's absolutely gorgeous. You knew this architect, the finest ever. I mean, he was incredible. Worldwide reputation. You engaged him to design the house, and he did. And then you found the number one builder in that whole area. He built all of the luxury homes there. I mean, his reputation extended far and wide. He was incredible. He followed the instructions the architect gave him, used all of the exact materials, the very best of everything. The home was finished. It was absolutely beautiful. You moved in, had a big celebration and a big party. I mean, everybody came in with the usual oohs and ahs and oh my goodness, how lucky you are. What a wonderful, beautiful, beautiful place. About six weeks later, there was just a slight crack that appeared in one of the walls. And you looked at it and said, wonder what happened? Two months later, you looked and uh, that crack had gotten bigger. And you started looking around and almost on a daily basis, the house started to crumble. In less than a year, the building code required that the house be abandoned. Now, let me ask you a question. Whose fault was it? Was it the architect who designed the plan or the builder who followed the plan exactly as prescribed using the material. Who was at fault? Who would you blame? Architect. Absolutely. You, you see, what I'm saying is this. If you're not as far along as you'd like to be, maybe you've been listening to the wrong plans from the wrong person. Uh, I was aware of a TV talk show once. One of the Hollywood queens was on and the host asked her, how do you hold on to a man? Now, here's a gal, been married so many times, she had rice marks on her face. <laughs> now, she doesn't have a clue. She doesn't have a clue. And yet, all too often, we take advice from people equally poorly qualified. So we need to devise a game plan that will enable us to do more things. But let me also point out what I'm really saying there. Regardless of how many wonderful qualities you might have, as we've already identified many of them, if you don't have the right game plan, then things good are not going to happen in the use of those qualities. Had they lined Emmett Smith, one of the great running backs of all time, up at defensive end, 
I don't think we'd ever have heard of Emmitt Smith after the first game. I mean, those 360-pound linemen, I think they maybe would have dismembered our Emmitt. No way. You got to have the right plan. You got to be in the right position. And you start by this, understanding, first of all, that failure is an event. It's not a person. Yesterday really did end last night. And sometimes an apparent failure maybe is not a failure after all. How many of you have ever heard of the Edsel automobile? Can I see your hand? A lot of you admit you're old enough to remember that, okay? That's great. Well, a lot of people said it was the greatest failure Ford motor car ever produced. I mean, it was ugly. It didn't sell very many. never had but the one model. I'm here to take the case for a different view. See, I think it was their greatest success ever. Oh, I still agree. Didn't sell many and it was ugly. But out of the Edsel came the technology that produced the Mustang. That's right. Out of the Mustang came the technology that produced the Taurus, the two most popular, profitable motor cars they've ever built. So we need, as my mentor and friend Fred Smith said, we don't ever want to miss the good in a bad experience. So we look at whatever's happened to us and say, what can I learn about this? We need to look for that experience that was bad and look for the good in that particular situation. Start now and make a new ending to your life story. You can't go back and change the past, but you have the chance to change the direction of your life. Come back weekly as we take the journey of self-discovery. And don't forget to get your copy of Zig's new book, Born to Win, to help you to plan, prepare, and expect to win in your life. Go to Ziggler.com to purchase your book. Until next week, this is Blake Lindsay encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.